Focus. Well, great to hear from CBH yesterday saying that they will ensure that lighting on their new locomotives will meet or exceed the updated standard. Great news indeed, and I'm sure it's very happy news for the team at Improved Train Lighting and Passive Level Crossings. Let's find out, shall we? Time to say hello to Lara Jensen. Lara, hello there to you. Oh, good morning, Troy. Well, um, no, we, we certainly welcome any improvements to uh, locomotive um, lighting. I, I actually haven't seen these beacons with my own eyes yet. I have asked CBH for some footage just to, to see them in action, so I, I would really like to do that. It's, sometimes it's difficult to comment when you haven't seen them, but obviously any improvement to mm. um, to the locomotive lighting is great, and we also want to see that roll out to include all the rolling stock as well. So we're going to continue lobbying for that. So CBH have come out and said that they will ensure that lighting that they say on their new locomotives will meet or exceed this updated standard. So mm. surely it has to exceed it, doesn't it? Well, that, that's right. And, and this is a big problem, Troy, we've had. The big problem with the rail industry has been the flimsy minimal standard, which is AS7531, and that, that's the lighting standard that governs locomotive and rolling stock lighting, or lack thereof in this country. Um, and, and like our families have always said on this issue, compliance with inadequate safety standards doesn't make an operation safe. And, and we have seen this scenario play out for decades with the rail industry. So it's all good for rail operators to say that they're meeting you know, Australian yeah. standards. This one is a minimum. It's currently being redrafted. That that is A seven three AS seven five three one at the moment. But you need to look closely at what the standards actually are to get the full picture. Mm. So if I was an operator, like in any business, I, th- I think you should be trying to exceed standards, not just meet yeah, them. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. And so th- that's been our point. And not only that, you know, we've had two national reports, train lighting reports, one in the Australasian Centre for Rail Innovation report, and one in the Monash Institute. To rail technology report. These are the rail industry's own research and both reports made it clear that lighting on the front and side of trains can be improved by using like additional lighting like rotating beacons, outline lighting, brighter livery, um, so train colours and unique lighting signature. So, <laughs> and of course, you know, the overarching finding of the MERT report was that, you know, additional lighting on trains, specifically beacon lighting, does improve their visibility and the beacon lights effect is significant when cr- uh, close to a like uh, level crossing. Mm. Um, an obtuse level crossing and it is in close range, sorry, to a level crossing. So, you know, the, the findings of the MERT report again reinforce the importance of auxiliary lighting in line with what Coroner Hope uh, made a year after our three were killed um, in mm. his coronial recommendations. Uh, great news that uh, the CBH group are, are leading the way in this, yes, but I'm sure is. that you'd uh, like to see a lot more industry take it up and do it quickly. Absolutely. Look, and CBH is in a prime position to be world leaders in this space. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and they, they really should get behind this because, you know, they are a grower, a grower cooperative. They're farming um, their growers. They mm. live, work and travel through these regions where passive level crossings exist. So to, to my way of thinking, it is just, it is only the right thing that yep. CBH and yep. all rail operators do that they improve their, their lighting standards on their, their trains and rolling stocks so motorists that interact with their business c- can see their, you know, they're, they're trains at all times. Uh, well, to me, yeah. that's that's just just how it should be. Have you heard from CBH when when this will start? Um, look, I believe I believe it's being rolled out fairly soon, okay. um, which which is good. Like, and I, I know that the upgrades include twelve new lights, four yeah. on each side, two on the front eyebrow, and two at the rear eyebrow. Okay. Um, one one thing about it, too, I I believe that these these lights um, they are they will flash when the horn is operated. So that's one consideration that it is it, it is the driver. It's 
it's a manual. Um, it, it is a manual thing. So mm-hmm. the driver actually has to do that, Troy. That that's one thing. Yep. So yep. providing <laughs> you, you don't get the issue of human error, um, yeah. yeah, then yeah. that's that's good. Yeah. Were, so, you, uh, were you asking also for lights on on rolling stock to be lit up? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to continue to lobby for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're talking about the rail industry, which is a hazardous, high-risk industry. And, look, just to give your listeners a comparison, you look at the semi-trailers that are on our road, mm-hmm. like on Great Eastern mm-hmm. Highway, you see them all the time. They must have 36 side lights by law to delineate their length. So trains that can weigh around 3,000 tonnes, they can be up to 1.5 kilometres in length and take a kilometre to stop. They're still not required by law to have side lighting or flashing beacons on locomotives. And can you imagine, Troy, the outcry? Uh, if the, the mandatory stringent road transport industry safety lighting regulations were scrapped overnight, mm. it, there would be an absolute outcry, and, and rightly Absolutely. so, yep. because those lights are there for a reason and they save lives. So, you know, it, it's just time that the rail industry came up to speed with every other high-risk hazardous industry on the planet, Troy. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I suppose uh, the good news is that uh, CBH, as we said, uh, are leading the way here now. Yeah, it is. And and look, and I, I don't want to take anything away from them. Well, obviously, we've had an ongoing dialogue with CBH. It hasn't yep. always been yep. easy. But, I, I, you know, I, I commend anyone who, who who can see that there is a problem out here. And, and obviously, there is a problem. <laughs> the rail industry's own research is saying that there's a problem. It's not just us, the bereaved families. It's also CBH growers that have had a problem. Many of them have contacted me and said yep. that they're concerned about this or that they've had near misses and near hits themselves. So it's only the right thing that CBH does this and then rolls it out onto their rolling stock. It can be done. We've got the technology to do it. And we're going to continue to fight until we get this, yeah, um, as long as it takes, yeah. Troy. Have you personally heard from the team at CBH? Uh, look, I've had, a, I've had an email from their IHS manager, but I, I, I did also request to see a video. And I'm, I'm only doing that because, mm. obviously, because of our experience, we've had two decades of, <laughs> of a complete yeah. runaround. So we're cagey. We, we want to we see this in action. We want to see it working. We did, obviously, attend the Gamaling train lighting trials that CBH put on, and that was, it was good to see that, but yep. since then, obviously, the photoluminescent paint wasn't successful, and I understand the problem with graffiti um, as well on those those wagons, but we've got to look at other options. It's got to be on the table, and I really don't know whether it is at the moment. So that's something I want to impress on CBH, is that we're not going anywhere. We want to see this happen. We commend what they've done so far, but we've still got a long way to go. Anyway, as we said, Dave, good news uh, from CBH, and uh, well done to the team there. Anything else before I let you go this morning? Oh, no, no. It, look, it's it, wonderful, and thanks yep. again. And I just, I think what I, I think one thing is the difference between standards between trucking and rail. So if you operate a trucking business in WA, you'll need to make yourself familiar and comply with 1,117 pages of federal Australian design rules that clearly spell out the requirements for truck lighting. So it's time the rail industry came up to speed, Troy. And this is what we've been saying all along. They've had decades of being able to do the, mm. just the bare minimum, and it's mm. no longer acceptable in 2023. It wasn't when we lost our family members and we just don't want any more families to, to go through these horrific and pre- preventable tragedies, that's all. And But thanks so much for your ongoing support and um, and the support of everyone out there. You know, this is it's not an easy campaign. It's, <laughs> it's a David and Goliath battle, to put it plainly. Finally, you've got some good news from one of the organisations that uh, are jumping on board now. That's right, and and we do we do appreciate it, mm. um, but it's been one hell of a slog, and, and it's worth every bit of it because our loved ones deserve nothing less than <laughs> their legacy to be, you know, lasting and decent safety improvements to trains and rolling stock in this country, yeah. Hey, Lara, always nice to chat. Uh, Keep up the good work. Thank you, Troy. Thanks as always.